All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bacon Buddies. Our first episode going to be recorded today. It's Monday morning. I'm with my buddy, Marlo. It's a podcast hosted by Pig Farming Buddies, which I'm Chad. And I'm Marlo. And we're here to talk about everything food, farming, and friendship. And basically, everything's on the table. Absolutely. Everything's on the table. So, I guess the first thing is, how did we get here? I mean, how did this podcast come about? Um, and really, it's been on the back burner for Marlo and I for se- uh, probably about a year, at least, yeah, I would at least. say. Um, and, you know, when January rolled around, new year, new me, it was either a workout program, I was going to join a gym, or I was going <laughs> to do this podcast. And you can see what I chose, right? The podcast. But... um I got on the phone with Marlo, and, and she felt like we needed to do it together, um, film together, so we could kind of energize, I guess, and, and feel that energy, and, and we got a lot of energy together. We're going to be exciting for sure. But um, So Marlo started looking for a place, and how did that come about, Marlo? I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to think about how you were going to record a podcast because it's so technical. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. definitely weren't going to be able to do it on the farms or in our house <laughs> in uh, with, with our kids running around like, Mommy, Mommy. Yeah, that'd be yeah. a great podcast. <laughs> but um, so we called uh, the University of Mount Olive, which is where we're currently sitting in their media room and come to find out they have a podcast room. Like how how amazing that they have a podcast room. Um, so we decided to start here uh, at the University of Mount Olive at our first ever podcast. And they so graciously are letting us use their media room. Absolutely. And it's this is like a legit recording studio. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I could probably do a country album in here. I swear, I'm about to bust out a rap. <laughs> oh, watch out, watch out. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Uh, but this is going to be a great podcast. We are um, going to talk about food and farming and agriculture. What, Marlon, what are some of your ideas for the podcast? What's your intention for the podcast? You know, I think it's really my biggest mission with this podcast is just to connect people to farmers. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like all the time, people in ag, we talk so much about these issues going on, not only in agriculture or what's going on on our farms, but also food production and, and the way that things are grown and how livestock is raised. And I just feel like the average consumer nowadays is sometimes four or five or six generations removed from the farm. So they just don't understand what we're doing out here and the science and the technology and how amazing farmers are at growing their food. Mm-hmm. So I really want, I guess, my biggest part of, of doing that podcast is to connect people to farmers like me and you um, and to help educate and kind of, you know, just kind of bridge the gap between the consumer and the farmer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and we'll get to this in a little bit, but Marlo and I both have a farming background, and we both have a, a an advocacy background for agriculture. And I want to share, for me personally, I want to share some of those experiences um, and just kind of keep people up to date on what's going on as far as advocating for agriculture. But also I want to um, I want to have an open mind and just kind of let this podcast grow in whatever direction it may go. Absolutely. Um, we just want to maybe if we have some suggestions from our listeners at Bacon Buddies Podcast, uh, if, if um, you're looking for it, um, we'd be glad to have those suggestions. We're going to have some guests on at some point uh, once we get that ironed out. But um, just looking forward to, to wherever it leads us. Absolutely. So, cool deal. 
So, Marlo, let's talk about a little bit about growing up. <laughs> what part of that do you want me to start with? It was wild, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I tell you, I'm sure your childhood was a lot like mine growing up. Just, I mean, we had, I had a great childhood, but let's start with, um, what's the first time you remember going on the farm with your dad or your family? Oh, man, that's a really tough one because I have so many good memories. But um, I think, like, honestly, for me as a kid, I didn't, like, really under grasp the fact that my dad was a pig farmer. Like, mm-hmm. I just thought I was going to go play at a farm. Like, yeah. I didn't understand what we were doing out there. Like, it was just like, oh, everybody must have this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, everybody farms. Everybody's got pigs. Like, I'm doing what any average four-year-old would do on a Saturday with their dad, right? Like, yep. I just, it was just a norm for me. Um, and it wasn't until I got older, I think I really appreciated it, if that makes sense. Like, it, I just thought it was like just everybody did this. I, I'm the same way. I mean, when I went with my dad on the farm, it was just, I really did. I said, you did a great job describing it. I just felt like this is what everybody, all my other friends were doing. You're right. And I, I, some of them were, uh, quite honestly. But um, it was just, it was playtime. I was down there, and I, I, some of the work we were doing felt like playing to me. I mean, I just enjoyed it so much. I think, yeah, and, and it's funny, like, I think it wasn't until, honestly, really, I got off to college and got out of Eastern North mm-hmm. Carolina that I realized everybody didn't grow up on a farm. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and, and honestly, too, like, I wasn't your average farm kid. Like, I spent a lot of time on the lake behind our house. I mean, definitely <laughs> put in my work hours, but I also was a kid, too. But I just assumed that, you know, everybody was farming. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, every, I mean, yeah. it's just our communities are so engulfed in that and so our economic footprint in our these rural communities are so based around ag and agriculture that i just thought when i went off to peace college in raleigh that everybody else yeah was grown you know grew up on a farm and i was highly mistaken when i got there (laughs) i I guess i'm the same way i i really took an active role in the farm i mean when i was 10 years old i started plowing corn and i was i was a i felt like i was a part of it i mean i felt like the farm wouldn't exist if I wasn't there to make feed for our pigs or some of the jobs that I did uh, on the farm. Although, I mean, they were important, but they weren't the most, uh, you know, the hardest jobs, really. But um, whenever high school was over, I had been on the farm long enough, and I just was ready to get away from it. I I didn't know that that's where I wanted to be. Uh, I wanted to try something different. Um, and I went to college too. I went to Wayne Community and ended up at East Carolina with a degree in construction management, um, and worked in the construction industry for several years before I figured out I needed to be on the farm. Yeah. That's where it's at. The farm is where it's at. See, my my story is kind of similar to you. I mean, growing up, yes, I went with my daddy to the farm and that's just what you did, but I never grew up thinking I was going to be a farmer. Mm -hmm. Like as much as my dad was a farmer, like I never really thought I was going to grow, grow up to be a farmer. Like, I didn't participate in FFA. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't yeah. do those normal ag kid show things. Animals. I didn't do, yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't do 4-H. I mean, I showed horses a little bit, but I didn't show any pigs. Um, yeah. But that was also for biosecurity reasons, which is another whole podcast. <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> but, like, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to be a farmer growing up. So I, I don't think my love for agriculture came at such a later date in my life, which I'm so happy about because I think that kind of made me into the advocate I am today because I wasn't just engulfed in as a child. Mm -hmm. I almost had to learn at a later date, if that makes sense. Like my Mm -hmm. passion for ag. It didn't, it's not until I started selling pork 
up and down the East Coast, and I heard these chefs and consumers say these things, and 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 I hate to say it misconceptions. I, it's probably more lack of education mm-hmm. about agriculture and farming. And I was like, wait, hold up a minute. Like, actually, that's not true. You know, yeah. and it became yeah. more about educating the consumer and these chefs than it necessarily did about selling a pork chop. It yep. was more about, you know, telling my farm story and, and mm-hmm. how I got there. Um, that it, that That's how my kind of advocacy, it, it became, I mean, I, I feel like I didn't really become a farmer until I was 25. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I, I learned about the farm when I was growing up, but I didn't learn about the struggles that farmers right. face and the, the, the challenges until I was older and really became uh, active in advocating for agriculture. Absolutely. But that's an interesting path where you are able to hear chefs and people that you were trying to sell um, product to that didn't realize where it was grown right. or how it was grown. That is that is really neat. And um, we still see that today, right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I just think I was really naive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like on the farm mm-hmm. growing up. And it wasn't until later when I actually came back very much like you and decided to take over my family mm-hmm. farm and start managing these farms and working on these farms that I really realized yep. everything that we have to do as farmers and the the hands that touch um, the the pork that's in your grocery store, like oh, how yeah. many hands it yep. takes to get it there. It's a lot of work. It is. It really is. <laughs> I quit. I'm quitting. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, animals are there. It's a lot of work to care Woo! for. Them, that's for sure. But we love it. That's yeah, why, we do. That's why we we're do. sitting here. That's exactly right. Um, and I guess, uh, you know, that, Whenever I did come back to the farm, after a couple of years, I, I said, you know, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to really give it 100%. And so I started making myself available to the pork council and the people we grow for, Smithfield Foods. And uh, opportunities began to sprout, and I took them. And I got out of my comfort zone a lot uh, in doing so, but it, it helped me to grow and I really got to see, whereas you saw when you were talking to these chefs, I began to see as I began advocating and seeing the, the misinformation or the lack of education that was out there. Um, and I just, uh, I know I was rough around the edges to start with, but I really learned a lot. And I'm just glad to, to be an advocate for agriculture today. And that's really what this podcast is about. I'm here to learn. Me too. For sure. I've definitely... Yeah. Being an advocate for agriculture, it's not just pork for me anymore. You know, yeah. like I've really mm-hmm. stepped out of this pork box into soybeans and cotton mm-hmm. and sweet potatoes and beef cattle and dairy, you know. So I really feel like through all this, I've learned so much about agriculture as a yeah. whole because at the end of the day, I mean, we're all in it together. You know what I mean? Whether yeah, you're raising pigs or, or dairy or beef cattle or row cropping you know it's all one big family and you know i just I, it's sometimes i pinch myself i'm like even driving over here i'm like how did i get here like <laughs> what, what? <laughs> like i cannot <laughs> believe that i'm sitting here on a podcast talking about ag like never i don't have a communications degree yeah. you know what i mean like I, I just got the gift to gab you know <laughs> and you're good at it yeah i don't know I i'm still seen, learning i have seen marlo get on her computer at a uh, <laughs> event and type up a passionate speech or, or, or public comment and give it with just power you got it for sure you i try it. maybe i should have been an actress maybe I don't know. Hey, I'm about to tell my second call. (laughs) Through a podcast. 
So, Marlo, let's talk about um, your role with Feed the Dialogue and maybe how that came about. Sure. And I know that's the advocacy part of, of where we're at in our, our journey. Sure. Uh, let's um, talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I kind of took, again, I feel like I took the long way back into ag and, and took the long way to um, feed the dialogue. But it's, it's kind of like what I said earlier. I was, you know, selling selling pork on the East Coast, um, and I was interacting with all these chefs and the consumers, and I realized that my passion wasn't necessarily about pork chop, selling, selling a pork chop, but more about, you know, educating the general public about my farming story and where their food comes from. Mm-hmm. So I sold that company to my cousin, um, the pork side of things, and I was looking around at finding a job in advocacy work and feed the dialogue kind of fell into my lap, honestly, through other cohorts in the advocacy group um, that we all work with. And I interviewed for the job and I started as their first executive director in 2017. Um, Feed the dialogue is a nonprofit, which kind of is all about education and and bridging the gap uh, between the the consumer and the farmer. And, And we do a lot of social media education and, we are here to kind of talk about where your food comes from and how it's made and the farmers that produce it. Man, and I know because I read you guys' posts and, and social, follow your social media, you've, you've had to have learned a ton because I've learned a ton just by reading the post. But you've actually been on set and talked to some of these farmers that you've interviewed. You've had to have learned a lot. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I was a halfway farm kid. I wouldn't even call yeah. myself a full farm kid yeah. who had just been around hogs her entire life and a, and a couple of trail horses and yeah. all of a sudden I'm stepping into you know soybeans and, and mm-hmm. yields and and a whole nother aspect of agriculture that I had nothing about I mean yeah. I, I didn't I mean when I was in high school I didn't participate in FFA like I, when I mean that I was the uneducated one like <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't know anything so it was it's been amazing and, and honestly Feed the Dialogue is such a team effort. It's not just me. It's my great social media team, yeah. Marissa. Yeah. Um, it's my board members and the commodity groups that participate with Feed the Dialogue. They're the real, I mean, they're the ones that make me better. And, and yeah. they're the really the heart behind Feed the Dialogue or, or the commodity groups and the farmers themselves that are out here helping me tell their story. Marissa makes us look good, doesn't she? She definitely does. <laughs> <laughs> Way Thank more you. legit. Thank you, Marissa. Way more We're legit. We're have Marissa on the show sometime. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. She's uh, she, and speaking about an amazing advocate. I feel like she's like the OG. You yeah, know what but I mean? she's like behind the scenes. Kind I of like. know that's what makes her so amazing. Yeah, yeah, she is amazing. And you're talking about learning. I mean, I'm a pig farmer, so I know how to raise pigs, right? And I don't know. I mean, even though I grew up, we had soybeans and a little bit of row crops. I was a kid then, and I didn't. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just doing what I was told. But now, today, uh, I know about, like I said, I know about pigs, but I don't necessarily know about soybeans or sweet potatoes, even when you plant them or how you harvest them. I mean, not how you harvest them, but just there's a lot of things that even I, as a farmer, a pig farmer, don't know about agriculture. And that's why I'm excited about this podcast, to to learn. I mean, you've had that opportunity to feed the dialogue because you guys uh, reach across the broad spectrum of farming, but... Um, I'm just excited to learn more about agriculture. Absolutely. And it's amazing, like, you saying that really kind of struck a chord with me Mm -hmm. about how, honestly, people don't realize how specialized agriculture is. I mean, how, like, you know, farmers are really, as much as they have many different areas that they can grow on their farm, they're so specialized and it's Mm -hmm. so technical and the science behind it and the technology and the reasons why we do what we do which obviously that's the reason that we started this podcast and we're going to get into all that. This is just our first session. Yeah. 
first um, episode. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a list of all the, you know, why we do things yeah. on the farm. And, and honestly, some of those topics that are really hard to talk about. They are. Like, they I mean, are. They, they, I mean, especially I feel like being a North Carolina pig farmer, I feel like we are like the poster child of, of you know, mm. misinformation and, and, and just attacks that I'm, I'm so glad to actually kind of bring a voice to our side of that. Yeah. And, you know, those, those, uh, that misinformation, those attacks are what really, I think, drive me to, as we research and try to find things to talk about on here, is finding the people that know. Um, you know, we don't go to um, uh, an environmentalist or a riverkeeper and ask about how you raise a pig, right? You go to the pig farmer. So right. We want to make sure we're going to find out who knows and we're going to find out the truth uh, as we explore this podcast. Um, I guess, uh, you know, my role in advocacy in 2018, I got the opportunity to be a part of NC Farm Families. I was asked to be their director. Um, another out-of-the-box moment for me. I was way out of my comfort zone, way out of my league, um, but I jumped at the opportunity. I just want to be involved and be a part of it. And um, like you said, the team, they've uh, kind of smoothed and polished me. i still got a lot of rough edges, um, but I've enjoyed the journey, and I've learned so much about, um, you know, agriculture and who's trying to dismantle it as we know it today and uh, who's trying to help build it up and 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 you know keep it keep going so i've enjoyed that role um so that's kind of that gives a little bit of background on our, on our advocacy backgrounds i guess um but anyhow excited to keep on sharing for sure um let's take a break Mara. okay let's sit back and chill <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Welcome back. We're back. We're back. Bacon Buddies is back. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, man, I've always wanted to ask you a question. Let it ride. If you could be any other type of farmer, what would you be? Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to say what. Should, am I, should I be scared of your answer? Like, I feel like you just gave me a look of concern. Oh. Uh, well, I tell you, whenever I was growing up, we had livestock and row crops, right? So I got a little taste of everything. And I actually, I actually enjoyed the row crop side of things better growing up. I mean, I like being on the tractors and I like mechanical things. I like being out in the neighborhood, in different fields, whatever it may be doing. Um, and livestock, the pig farming part, is just, it, it's a whole different mindset. Um, it takes a different, I mean, not a different individual, but you just got to have a, you got to have a, I don't really know how to explain it, uh, to, how to be a good pig husbandry. Or big pig husband, I guess you want to call it. <laughs> You're my pig husband. <laughs> I'm pig husband. <laughs> but um, pig husbandry is, a, it just requires a different um, mentality. Um, but if I had if I had to say, I would probably be some type of row crop farmer. If I was going to be a farmer. Yeah. A different kind of farmer. How about yourself? You know, the, like, I like your answer because it's very true about livestock. Yeah. Like, it's just a different breed. Yeah. No, like, yeah. pun intended, it's a different breed. Yeah. I would probably be like a cattle woman. A cat, like cowboy hat and everything. See, honestly, I'm I'm so embarrassed to admit this as a person in agriculture, but I say that, but I'm definitely afraid of cows. 
Really? Like, I, I don't know, man. They just they scare me. Like, like so, if you're in the Pima one, like, you're like you're keeping I mean, your eye I've, on. I mean, I've went up and um, toured so many cattle farms, and you know the the Harwood sisters up in like the Western. They're so bad to the bone, and they are just mm. out there getting it. Like, they got a cell barn. They got their own like livestock breed and special genetics, and they are just boss cowgirls. Wow. But they're not cowgirls. Like, they're not riding around on horses. They are just cattle women yeah, in a sense yeah. and like i when went toward their facility and they're they're five of them and they're just amazing and i was like man i would love to like be this bad to the bone yeah. cattle woman but i literally <laughs> just there's <laughs> something about cows man it's, i don't know if it's the look in their eyes yeah. like the you look can't at trust you, them. yeah, yeah. Like, there's something about cows that i'm like as a as a farmer <laughs> i probably should not admit that but they scare me to death yeah. but in my mind i'm like this bad to the bone like I'm roping them and like Yellowstone branding them. You know what I mean? But that's not really. Yeah. But I, I think I think I would I would probably be a, in livestock because I feel like livestock's like my heart. So either yeah, cattle or turkeys, poultry, chicken. Mm. I'd love to like you know have some laying hens and maybe raise some eggs. And we'll mm. talk about why eggs are so yep. expensive on a later podcast. Yeah, that's a good discussion. That's a good, yeah. yeah. Um, but so I don't know. I'd probably definitely stay in livestock. I mean, but pigs have always had my yeah. heart. Yeah, pigs have mine too. It's just frustrating sometimes when something happens and you really don't know. It's just like the medical field. Sometimes you don't know why things happen. And I like to I like to know and be able to fix, like in a mechanical situation. Sure, yeah. So. And I think that's what bothers me so much when people are like, oh, these factory farms and like trying mm. to downplay us as family farms. Then I'm like, I wish it was that easy. Oh, that yeah. I walked into my pig barn, pet, pressed a button, and boop, a pig popped out. <laughs> like, that looked exactly the same, the same weight, the same everything. Like, I wish it was. Just a perfect pig. That's what I mean. Mm. Like, this, you know, when everybody, I just the word factory farm, just, it really is such a degrading thing to say about yeah. farmers. And it's a made up term that somebody, that has an anti-ag agenda created yep. to put us down. I mean. Yeah, especially when, we, when we're spending so much time walking through our pigs every day. And it's the individual pig treatment that our pigs get. And uh, it's just it's frustrating to hear that um, when I know we care for our pigs the best of our ability. Absolutely. Um, but I feel like that's another podcast, too, for another yeah, time. I, a, could, I could talk about that We could that go for rabbit hours. trails all day long. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So um, let's talk about how we decided on the Bacon Buddies name. Oh. I was when I thought about this, I was just like, it just flat fits. I yeah. mean, we're buddies. Yep. And bacon is what we do. Yeah. Bacon Buddies is just there's no other name for this podcast. I know it. I don't even really know how it came about. Like I, I don't know if I was. I feel like I was on the phone with maybe Jen or Marissa or maybe. somebody, and I was like, "Man, what are we going to call this thing?" Like, I'm gonna cre- I'm gonna credit Jen with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think it was Jen. I really. Yeah. Knew. I, think I think it she was. was Jen. Like, what about Bacon mm-hmm. Buddies? I was like, "Man, I really like that." Like BB. Shout out to Jen for such an epic yeah. name for know. our podcast. I know. I really. I just. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Bacon Buddies kind of goes with who we are, and then. You know, everything on the table is kind of a line that I like to, to say because we are talking about everything about yeah, ag. You know, absolutely. Like anything that people want us to talk about, if you got a question, you know, send it, tag us in the comments, or you can find us at baconbuddypodcast.com on Instagram, you know, and, and let us know what you want us to talk about. You know, yeah. I think feel like, you know, farmers, we're not the best. I mean, you're not going to find my 65-year-old dad out here on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. You know, my it's really... Either up to like millennial farmers like us to kind of open yeah. that gate 
for communication because honestly, farmers are too busy farming. That's know? right. That's right. I mean, like you're and the average farmer nowadays is 65 years old. Yep. And I cannot count the times that somebody's like, "Well, you don't look like a farmer." <laughs> Like, well, well get your straw hat and yes. put some hay in your mouth. I and- swear. I mean, like, do you want me in my pitchfork and my, co- like, my coverall? Like, what do you want me to look like? You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to combat yeah. that, you know. I feel like for when kids were taught that, like, old McDonald had a farm. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm supposed yeah, to, like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. supposed to be this old 65-year-old man with my straw hat and pitchfork out here on the farm. And that's just not the reality of where agriculture is yeah. today, you know, as a woman in ag especially. Maybe Marissa will cut to the picture of you and I with a pitchfork. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> on the video part. Yeah, right? add that in, Marissa. Add add that in, I think yeah. that's going to be a backdrop. Ooh. Okay. Oh. We're working on getting some more kind of setting our studio up, getting some baking buddies, uh, um, coffee cups, maybe a backdrop. I just, yes. We're rocking the green screen right now. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) if anybody has an idea about what our backdrop should be for baking buddies, please let us know. Yeah, leave it in the comments. Yep. At Baking Buddies Podcast. All right, let's wrap this thing up, Marlo. We've got, uh, this is our first episode. We just really wanted to get who we are, uh, what we're about, where we're headed in a general direction. We can go in a lot of directions, but... Um, so let's wrap it up. Fun farm fact of the day, Marlo. What's it going to be today? Hmm. How about since in honor of the name of the podcast, we give a little fact about bacon. Fact about bacon. I love bacon. That's a fact. Uh, yeah, that's, oh. I love <laughs> bacon too. I put bacon on anything. I'll put bacon. Mar- Marissa told me she eats 18 pounds of bacon bits per year. So mm, I love bacon. I'm sorry, too. Marissa, for throwing you out there like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but did you know that the average American eats 18 pounds of bacon a year? 18 pounds. That's amazing. So, like, whenever my family cooks bacon, I cook two pounds. I mean, that's just a given. Well, I'm just a family of three, so it's me and my two kids. So, I, but I cook a pound. A pound, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And the thing, you know, what? A, f- a funny other fact I heard is that bacon is the gateway drug to uh, for for vegetarians. <laughs> That's what brings them back to <laughs> like me. we're vegetarians, but oh, there's some tasty crispy bacon over there. Yes, yes, it's like the gateway drug. Wow. For vegetarians, which, I, I mean, I, I respect anybody's food choices. Let's not oh, get that twisted. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. But I just thought that was kind of funny, the bacon, yeah. they say, is like what brings you back Drags to eating back. the meat. And I, I, yeah. say, I know why. Oh, absolutely. I do, too. If I was a vegetarian, I think bacon would probably be my, my weak spot. Oh, I couldn't even be around. I couldn't even smell it. Yeah, yeah. Get it away from me. <laughs> Anyhow, thank you guys for joining uh, Bacon Buddies Podcast. Uh, next episode will be coming up soon. We're going to be uh, recording probably next week, I think. Yeah, yeah. And um, hopefully we can put out maybe two episodes a month to start with and, and see where, where Bacon Buddies Podcast goes. Absolutely. So, thanks for joining us. I'm Chad. I'm Marlo. Have a good day. Bye-bye.